Hello everybody and welcome to the Shambles United podcast. This is your host Pranav Shahani. So I'm joined by three uh, guests today and I know it's not a good time to be a United fan since 2013 but I think this is again back to the lowest of the lows. I didn't think that would happen looking at the season, looking at the summer we've had and we started the season strongly we beat leads convincingly and everyone thought okay fine this team can go and become a force then we got ronaldo we went and beat newcastle convincingly i know both are small teams and we shouldn't have read too much into it but we are united fans we get happy happy at, at the slightest of things and uh, you know getting ronaldo back getting sancho getting a world class defender like waran everyone thought things were going to be fine and speaking about waran today's first guest is shots Shots, I'll come to you. What do you think about Varane? What do you think about Maguire? What do you think about our defense? Because I thought the only thing that was needed was another centre back, and we would be Champions League contenders. We would be Premier League title contenders. What's happening? Where has everything gone wrong? Uh, hi, Pranav. Hi, everyone. Uh, okay, so uh, to be very honest, our defence is shambles, and uh, we're missing Varane a lot. But apart from that, where did we go wrong is not buying a team and just stopping at Ronaldo. Uh, because it's not only a fault of our defense, a lot of lot of the issue, like although our Maguire is not in form, Shaw is not you know replicating the form which he was or like which he showed a lot of in the last season. But there are a lot of issues around the midfield that. That can't be papered through, and because Ronaldo is playing up top and he's not pressing, he has the second lowest pressing numbers in the league. I think two two presses per ninety. It has, uh, you know, put a lot of pressure on the uh, wingers, a lot of pressure on Bruno himself, and uh, it has made a lot of issues for our midfield as well. So because we're getting. Like we are getting bullied in the midfield, and uh, we are not getting too much presses in from the wing. It is putting a lot of pressure on Bruno himself to do the do the work, and then again, uh, you know, uh, like uh, making our vulnerable defense more vulnerable at this point in time. Uh, so, uh, just looking at what is going on, say Bruno has to cap off whatever is being. Like whatever Ronaldo is not doing up up top, he's he, like if Ronaldo is pressing two times per ninety, Bruno is pressing twenty two times per ninety, and that is one of the best numbers in the league, uh, if not in all across Europe. Uh, then when you're looking at the midfield, it's like we haven't gotten the pairing right. Uh, now, why do we play the uh, the pivot? Is because we want to cover up our defense itself. And when we're playing the pivot this time round, although Fred does a lot of work, McTominay has been found out many times because of either the forwards covering him while Melville, you know, uh, while uh, the defense wants to pass to him, or McTominay coming back and not being able to, you know, spray the ball around. What we wanted Varane to do, and because Varane is not there, again we are not able to, you know, replicate a lot of things that we thought we would. At the start of the season, uh, apart from that, Dia has been in great form. He's been uh, doing really well. But even when we have that great, you know, goalkeeper, 
uh, we are again considering a lot of goals from our uh, from set pieces we are uh, letting uh, you know uh, not covering the free man in the box uh, which we should be doing our, our positioning is not good enough like prime example was uh, patson daka's goal against us in the fourth goal against us uh, against leicester the other three goals they were all great goals we can't do anything about it say on a given day but i think that maybe our positioning needs to improve uh, say we need more mobile players and more, we need more movement in the midfield the pivot needs to change because we can't always play mctominay and fred uh, mctominay has his shortcomings fred has his shortcomings we need to cover up a lot of things and ole needs to think about it because our wingers can't press back a lot although like we were missing uh, say rashford a lot rashford does you know work in put in a lot of work but the like beat sancho beat greenwood uh, marshall let let marshall be marshall but others can't put in that much of work over there they're not putting in the uh, like we're not coming in uh, as a compact unit when other teams press like if you look at how liverpool do how how a city do they have revolutionized pressing itself and you know we're not a side who can do that we're just playing hero ball still and what we expected from the team was that that we had a great setup last year we we have upgrades to those like some of the pieces that we had but the some of the parts is not coming together properly like it happened last time round absolutely and you know you mentioned the patson daka goal and that brings me to what i wanted to talk about is harry maguire and before the match he wasn't completely fit ole said that there's a chance he'll play and then he ended up playing he ended up playing the entire game and we also how that worked out you know he ended up conceding four and i'm not blaming the entire thing on maguire but uh, krishna chaitanya my second guess what do you think about harry maguire firstly even before the injury i think he's not been the same uh, player that he was before but uh, what do you think about how he started the season how he's reacted to his injury and how is he performed after that okay okay yeah so the point about maguire uh, is that he is a completely different player when he plays for england and ever since the euros it, it seems like we've got an a player that is completely out of form that completely looks out of touch and uh, like you know the leicester game where we we were scared that you know if we were missing uh, uh, maguire we might be uh, you know born uh, it would be a terrible game for us we'll not be able to hold it what not but then honestly speaking i felt like not having uh, you know uh, maguire would have probably made more sense because he's been that terrible like as good as he was for england he's been exact opposite for us and that makes no sense at all because like uh, you know like shot shot was discussing that you know we brought baran in to try and fix the problem and uh, assume that okay you know what pairing him with uh, maguire was the answer to all our defensive problems but it's been even not even remotely close to what has happened what it's done is uh, taken us back to an era where the defense does not know how to communicate and obviously you know you have a gaping hole in midfield like shots already explained i'm not going to go over or take a lot of time and re explain whatever is said 
Ronaldo does not fix a problem. You know, Ronaldo is not going to, you know, uh, press. He's not going to track back. He's never done that, right? So when you're playing someone like Ronaldo along with a midfield of Scott and uh, Fred, who really do not know what to do beyond a certain point, because neither of them are actually holding midfielders. Uh, you know, if you followed Fred's career uh, before we signed him, after that, uh, you know, performance, those performances for Brazil, he wanted to be a number eight. Van der Beek wants to be a number eight. Uh, Mac, uh, you know, uh, McTominay is a box-to-box. We have nobody except Matic, who is probably uh, way past the prime of his career. Who see, can do one, one sec. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but Van der Beek has said that he's ready to play that six role. I mean, he's he, he may, might not be physically capable of doing it, but him and another, say, either of Fred or Tommy or Matic can be a good pivot. That is what I feel. I mean, I, sorry I to, sorry to interrupt. Of course, I mean, that, that's not a problem. But honestly speaking, at this point, that guy will play at a left-back or right-back if that means he'll get game time. Man, he was the best fucking player at Ajax before we signed him and he's been sitting on the bench doing God knows what for the last couple of seasons. That is complete, utter disgrace to a player of his caliber. Honestly speaking, if you can't find a place for him, let him go. But the point is, we still have a gaping midfield hole. And Van der Beek is not, he does not have the physicality to do the job. He is not the right person for it. He can play as a six, yes, but not as that defensive uh, uh, holding midfielder. And that is one place that you cannot... And, and you can see the immediate impact Rashford had against Leicester, right? You you could see it immediately because Rashford presses like crazy. The moment we brought on Cavani and Rashford, both of them being on the pitch, you saw the immediate change in terms of how we were playing. And the same thing reflected when we played, uh, you know, Atlanta as well. Uh, Rashford from the start, there was you know, endless energy on that left flank. I mean, Luke Shaw's again having a stinker of the season uh, and still, you know, doing his best. I don't know how he is getting assists and whatnot, but, you know, he's not being great defensively. Aaron Van Bissaka, I think it's finally caught up to him that he's not that great a defensive, uh, you know, right back. Uh, for all his uh, great recoveries, they are exactly that, recoveries. He uh, he should not even be in a position where that happens in the first place for him to go back and recover from there. But uh, that, that's something, you know, uh, like a defense that seems on paper to be sorted is, uh, I don't think it is. Uh, you know, we're way far away from what we're doing and going ahead and buying Ronaldo from the money that was supposed to be kept for, let's say, someone like a... Uh, Declan Rice or a Cook Miners, I think was a complete and utter mistake. So I, I don't know where do we go from here, uh, whether we get someone in Jan, uh, whether someone is available in Jan, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, if, if we're going to be, you know, clutching at straws and the team only performs when the manager's job is on the line, I really don't think that is the way forward to go. Um, yeah, And Maguire being the club captain, he cannot put in stinkers like this and expect uh, you know, his team to perform better than he is. Uh, if you're a Manchester United captain, if you're wearing the armband for that, uh, you know, Red Devil uh, jersey on your back, you have to be the person, you know, pulling everyone by the scruff of their necks and just shoving, uh, you know, uh, hurling abuses at them if they make a single mistake. And you cannot be leading by making mistakes. You, 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 you mean to not you know, channelize your inner Roy Keane? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Joaquin, uh, Rio, Vidic, I don't know, you name, you name the, you know, the centre-backs that have played for us in the past. Absolutely. And regarding the, you know, the central midfield or defensive midfield rather, it's been a problem since last season and when we were discussing it last season before the window started, everyone said that a DM was a priority. And what did he do? We ended up, we ended up buying a centre-back. Okay, we need a centre-back. Then we ended up buying Sancho because last season we couldn't get him. And then we ended up buying Ronaldo. So, yes, now I'll ask you that uh, should the priority have been first to get a DM and then see how much money we had? Because, you know, if you had asked anyone, they would say that midfield is the one weak, weak, weak link in the team. Because Lindelof and Maguire, to some extent, worked. But McFred since last season weren't working. Matic was off it since last season. Pogba prefers playing in an advanced role. He does better when he's playing on the left. He does better playing in a 4-3-3 when he just has that license to roam forward. So... Do you think that what our problems are currently down to just Maguire and the bad form of the defense? Or do you think it's a systemic thing and it's down to recruitment, it's down to, it's down to tactics, it's down to all of it? Or do you think that it's just down to individuals and once Ole sorts that mess out, the, there's only, we are only going to get better? What do you think is the solution to this problem? Yeah, so obviously, like, like you said, the priority should have been like a midfielder. So we signed Varan. That was like one of the priority signings that we kept mentioning. So when we look back to last season, we kept saying that, you know, we need um, a right winger, a defensive midfielder and a centre-back. Like, uh, and out of those three positions, the two positions that even if we didn't get a right winger was like, we desperately need a centre-back and a central defensive midfielder. Now, the thing is we signed a really good right winger. We signed a really good centre-back. Uh, and we signed, obviously... Cristiano, but again, I mean, I don't think that Oli thinks that signing a central defensive midfielder is necessary. Now, it, it just doesn't seem to me that way. Right? It just doesn't look like it's a priority for him. He's completely happy with McFred and like he stands by it. Even if you look at his press conference, even if it, even his latest press conference right now, he was like gleaming about Fred. I mean, he was like, yeah, Fred's one of like the sharpest players in the team and whatnot. So, before we even talk about buying a central defensive midfield, we we have to have a conversation about whether Oli wants a central defensive midfield. Now, he might want one, but then again, um, he has like Matic in the team right now. And even if he can't play the complete 90 or even if he can't play like two games a week or something like that, it's like he could have played him against uh, Leicester. Uh, and I mean, He's just, uh, it's down to tactics as well. So, I mean, even with the players that he's got right now, he's got Sancho and Cristiano up front right now. Uh, and we, we're we seeing right now that I don't think he completely understands what he wants to do with them. I mean, Sancho doesn't really look like, uh, obviously he's settling in, but I don't really think oli has got a clear plan in place of what he actually wants to do with Sancho. Because the way Sancho really played for Dortmund, the kind of role that he had, and the kind of football that we play, it's a huge difference. I mean, Dortmund are like very quick passing and uh, moving the ball around quickly, like one-touch football and stuff like that. And we just move the ball from side to side in midfield. So what we're really, really, really lacking, again, comes down to like a central defensive midfielder thing. Apart from that, yeah, there are like, you can also blame like individuals uh, for our current form. It's not all Oli to blame. So for example, Maguire has been poor since the start of the season. Um, then Shaw's not 
really as good as he's been uh, last season. And I think that's a little bit down to the absence of Rashford because Sancho's just come in and uh, they don't kind of have the same chemistry as they do for, uh, like, as he has, for example, with Rashford. So maybe that will take them some, uh, some time to build up. But again, I mean, we can't keep just waiting forever. Defensively, he's been kind of caught out a few times. And um, like, again, like we can blame the central defense and midfielder pairing all we like, but it's <laughs> Ollie picks them. So ultimately, you can kind of say that, you know, Ollie is also to blame. And the less uh, for just the selection of Maguire against Leicester. He had like a terrible, terrible performance. But honestly, I don't really think he should have been in the lineup anyway. You could, he could have just, he would have been just better off playing uh, by or someone like that. So you can't really put that whole performance on Maguire just because he's, everyone knows he wasn't fit enough. It's kind of down to Ollie. And even if you realize that Maguire wasn't fit, you could have just subbed him out at half time. So that Leicester performance, I wouldn't really put it on Maguire. But yeah, he has to improve because he's been poor uh, before that as well. And yeah, I mean, it's just like individually. Right now, it's we, we aren't playing as a team. That's what I feel. It's just like even against Atlanta, even against uh, Villarreal. Villarreal, like Cristiano saved, saved us. Atlanta, Cristiano saved us. And uh, even, even against Atlanta, the whole game kind of changed after Pogba came on. Uh, so... I mean, Oli needs to stop with this whole McFred thing. It's it's irritating and it's just not working. And it kind of hinders the uh, how the other how the front row want to play basically. So Sancho, Cristiano, Bruno, Greenwood, Rashford, all of these just play much better when they are playing like quick football. And none of Fred or McTominay are like good passes of the ball or like moving quickly. So there are a couple of issues to be fixed. But you know, when you talk about Ole praising Fred. I mean, he's not obviously going to come out in the press and uh, criticize him, right? Because there's one thing that is working well is that the dressing room is united and there aren't there isn't a divided dressing room like there was under Van Hal or under Jose. So that's one good thing that's happening under Ole. So what is the best way to deal with someone like Fred when you know that if you drop Fred, you have to play Matic, you have to play Pogba in that position. So how can I mean how much of it should be on Ole rather than the players? Or all the recruitment, like shouldn't shouldn't uh, he look for something else? Maybe play Lindelof there or something. Do you guys think that'll be a good uh, solution? Maybe play Lindelof there or try Van der Beek in the holding role because he's just he's just sitting on the bench while the team is struggling to create chances, and he's one of the best creators in our team along with Bruno. So why is he not playing? What do you think? Again, has- like uh, so, like I completely forgot about Van der Beek. Like just because we haven't seen him in so long. But yeah, you have to at least criticize Oli for that. So, for example, against I, I personally feel that he could have done well against Leicester. Like Leicester were like pressing and Van der Beek is a player who knows how to beat through the press. We saw it against uh, Leipzig last season uh, in the Champions League when we like hammered them 5-0, I guess it was. Um, so, he knows how to play through a press and he, he like Oli just doesn't seem to want to use use him for, like, I don't know, God knows what reason. He's a much better player than McTominay in every single way, except for the physicality. But he he's a he's a good passer of the ball. And it's not even like uh, McTominay is like a dedicated central defensive midfielder and Van Beek is not. When you're playing McTominay in the uh, pivot, you are playing him 
just as out of as much out of position as you're playing Van der Beek. The difference being Van der Beek is just a much better footballer than McTominay is. So I don't really think why he hasn't even tried. If he wants to play Fred in there, like fine. But playing Fred and McTominay in there, that's what I think uh, the issue is. As far as the recruitment goes, yeah, some of it is down to recruitment. Like there is, there has to be someone who says, you know what, rather than signing, let's say, a right winger or maybe Cristiano. I mean, you never turned down Cristiano, but or a striker. Rather, there were rumors of you know only wanting uh, Holland uh, over like a central defensive midfielder. So there has to be someone who says that you know what, none of this you are signing like a midfielder first because that's where the issues are right now. So there is. There are issues like on the recruitment side of things. There are issues with Oli himself that even like everyone knows. And right now there are like issues uh, like, on, in individual players as well. So, I mean, there's a little bit of everything. Can't really blame it on one person. But yeah, I mean, with the players that Oli has right now at his disposal, he has to find a system where all of these players can like play together and play good football and not like shit football. Because arguably, some of the football that we've been playing right now is even shittier than what we were playing last season. So, Absolutely. And Shorts, if I was to give you a magic wand, how will you solve this problem? Who will you play out of position? What will you do? How will you change it? Will you change your formation? Will you drop some key figures? Will you drop Ronaldo? Because that's quite a popular thing that's going on these days. And in the last part, you wanted to play a 4-4-2 with Cavani and Ronaldo. So, what's your, what's your brilliant uh, suggestion this time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, uh, see what like the personnel that we have right now, uh, like not using a magic wand or any other say uh, obvious fake um, like uh, mind altering or you know reality altering things. I would like have my back four uh, play the back four consistently, and then play. Van de Beek in the pivot, because what is happening right now is we we are not having transitions from the defense uh, to the you know uh, uh, like to our forward line. Forward line is too congested and we are overburdening Bruno at this point in time because he's pressing so much and compensating for Ronaldo at this point in time that he like he he gets tired and overconsumed and all of that work rate and he's not in the frame of mind to actually put in the hero balls that he does. He did really well. Uh, uh, he looked really well when, like, he did really well uh, in the Atlanta match as well. But we are overburdening him. Uh, Van der Beek has been doing well whenever we have called upon him in the small, small roles or aspect that he's played in. Uh, he he has put in work in the week, uh, like summer as well, so we can trust him to get the ball from the uh, say uh, from the back line transition it and move ahead and we should place someone uh, like Fred, uh, McTominay or Matich. Fred and Matich would be my first two preferences and then McTominay whenever we can based on the scenario that we have. Fred and McTominay, uh, Fred and Matich can be our holders for at this point in time. Yes, we can try out Lindelof once or twice but I'm not sure Ole might be you know putting up that much of risk or you know experiment that much but Either of these three can pair with Van de Beek and then up top, we can keep rotating Bruno, Pogba, Sancho. Uh, Sancho also can play in the you know, uh, number 10 role. Then you know, on the wing, we have, uh, say, Rashford, we have Martial. Martial sometimes can play against, say, maybe the very weak sides. 
uh, we can try him out uh, then cavani uh, say cavani and ronaldo have been deployed together in, in one, uh, two matches consecutively although cavani came off the bench but he does bring in a lot of other dimension in terms of how he presses uh, yes rashford does the work rate but cavani also presses really well so maybe like in the middle of the game we should be switching there but not at the beginning itself uh then greenwood and sancho can also always be on the right as well so looking at how things can progress uh, we can't start pogba all of the times but we can bring him on from the bench as an impact player uh maybe a few games when we want to rest one of the one, one or two components and we are going to play, uh, play against a uh, high pressing side who's not going on the low block maybe we can deploy pogba in the pivot as well like we did against uh, say leeds but either way in other matches this is how i see we'll be moving forward ronaldo ronaldo plays but we have to make some changes in our compactness when we press like go ahead or come back together as a team we need to be tight in terms of spacing uh, in our positions and uh, then also we will be requiring a lot more of work from van de beek in the pivot as well it's interesting that you say high pressing sides because we just happened to play one and we are playing liverpool on sunday probably the best pressers in europe right now <laughs> i mentioned leeds i mentioned leeds <laughs> not like not uh, liverpool or city uh, because city, liverpool and city obviously they are uh, you know magnificent when it comes to pressing but uh, say they have revolutionized pressing itself but if you are coming against teams like leeds or maybe uh, say uh, brentford to an extent who who actually uh, get the game to you we can play pogba in in the pivot role because he'll have space a few uh, a few moments of space that he can utilize so casey who will you start in in our midfield against liverpool okay. because they've got they've got a really mobile midfield everyone knows their roles and in our midfield nobody seems to know what they're doing so what is the best way to you know com- com- combat that uh, liverpool midfield well one thing is very clear if you're starting ronaldo you cannot start sancho and pogba uh, you cannot start all these three players in the same team because none of them press or track back ronaldo did it after we went two goals down right and uh, you don't expect him to do it he has never done it like i said again uh so you cannot start all these three together pogba in the midfield creates a major problem because you have bruno who has to basically pick up the mantle for this guy and we know ronaldo is almost always starting so you know you have one more person in the front who's not going to press or uh, track back and provide that defensive cover to the midfield you know fred gets carried away uh, he makes these crazy runs uh, given the cockhead he is uh he has endless amounts of energy but he is limited by pace so uh, as much as he burst forward trying to make those ridiculous shots he cannot track back as quickly as possible right he does track back but then that still leaves a hole in the midfield scott is more responsible is more level headed than fred but these two together cannot happen and uh, god forbid the reports that i have read i hope they're wrong but it seems like bruno might have uh, uh, probably uh, got an injury yeah 
I I hope to God uh, you know uh, we pull off some miracle in terms of getting that through over the line. And Yash, do you do you see like how he suggested? Do you see Ronaldo getting dropped for the biggest game of the season so far? Because he's, yeah, he's no chance. Of, yeah, exactly. Because he's the kind of player that even if you're having a bad game, he can just show up and just score a late goal and just secure points or win us the game. So I don't think he's going to be drop dropping Ronaldo. But uh, no. what do you what do you make of Lingard? Do you see Lingard uh, maybe starting? Or coming no, off absolutely not. No, he's not going to start. I mean, I don't really think he is. I mean, you never know. With Oli, he tends to do things which are like completely unexpected sometimes. But uh, I don't see Lingard starting. I mean, to be honest, I just expect the standard stuff that we've seen last season as well. So it's going to be the back four is going to be uh, Shaw, Maguire, Lindelof, Juan Bissaka. We are going to see Fred. Um, we oh, we we are going to see like if Rashford's fit, he's going to be on the left, or else he's going to put Pogba on the left, Bruno through the uh, in the number ten, uh, Greenwood on the right, and Ronaldo up top. Like I don't really think all he's going to uh, try anything. I don't think he's going to try Matich in there, just because uh, of the intensity of the game. Um, and putting Pogba in there sometimes works out, but I don't really think he's going to do it against Liverpool. Like even if you see last season, uh, he never put Pogba in the middle. He was either put on the left, or he was like playing on the rightest side of things. He wasn't really in the pivot, even if he was named in the pivot, so to speak. So the pivot, I just see it being like Fred and McTominay, just because we've been like leaking goals left, right, and center. So he's gonna like try to stop that, and I hope it works out. But I honestly don't think it will. So now it's predictions time. Shots, I'll ask you for your scoreline and the possible goal scorers, if any, from United. Oh God. Okay. Um, it's going to be one all. Salah to score one. And you just want your FPL points. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. Salah to score one and one penalty by Ronaldo. Okay, so Ronaldo is going to take the pens and not Bruno. See. <laughs> Casey, what do you think? What's your prediction? Yeah, we lose three one. Losing three one. Wow. Who do you see scoring from United? Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, it, it uh, probably is gonna be Fred. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't see anyone. And uh, for Liverpool, I think I mean, uh, Firmino and uh, Mane probably along with a uh, Henderson penalty. I guess. And That's Yash, a very wild prediction. Yash, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm not even gonna go three one. I'm gonna go like three nil. And even if we like score one, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like I I think it's gonna be Rashford if we score one. But otherwise, three nil to Liverpool with uh, Salah getting two and probably Firmino getting three. I mean, it's glad to see so much optimism not, going into a Liverpool game. game. <laughs> but can you can you imagine if Fred scores, Ole would be showering him with more you know praises, uh, like in the media that he's been doing. Let's hope. Let's hope that we hear more of that. Let's hope we hear more praises. But as of now, I think all we can do is pray and hope for the best and hope that Ole comes out with some magic wand and 
just turns it around like he did last season when his job was on the line because I feel that he's a couple of bad results away from losing his job. And while I don't think he's the best one, you don't really want a manager leaving mid-season. So let's hope that something turns around. But you know, I don't see United winning, but let's see. And again, guys, thank you for joining. Thank, thanks to everyone for listening. And let's hope that our next next podcast is slightly on a positive note. But uh, I think that's all. Thank you, everyone. See you.